morning on 630 Ched. Coming up uh, this hour, we're going to talk to Santa Y.E.G. I call it Santa Yeg, but it was Santa Y.E.G. Of course, uh, last weekend was the big delivery day for Santa's Anonymous. 22,000 kids with gifts under their tree, thanks to the generosity of Edmontonians. They're helping Edmonton in a smaller way, but not less important, really important stuff in terms of of feeding people who are houseless and also uh, delivering gifts to um, to very worthy families. And they really made headlines, Santa Y.E.G., when this happened, when the founder, when the founder ran into actor Jamie Foxx at the hotel gym and he recorded this. What up, it's Jamie Foxx. Let me tell you something. There's a few things that I love. I'm going to tell you what I love. Jamie loves Santa Y-E-G. So get those donations going. Get those clothes going. Let's put a smile on people's faces. Let's give back. Peace. That was a pretty big endorsement for Santa Y-E-G. We're going to talk to the the founder, Jeff Tetz, uh, coming up in about 40 minutes. But first, we're going to talk about how to navigate the holidays, those family gatherings, those uncomfortable dinners sometimes with your family. Uh, Most family gatherings, not like you see in the movies, unless, of course, this is your family gathering. Yeah, that's Kevin from Home Alone. Um, yeah, sometimes sometimes they end that way. Uh, we've got uh, registered psychologist Dr. Gans Ferentz. He's going to help us choose fun over friction this Christmas, if that is even a choice for people. Good morning, Gans. Hey, Stacey, how you doing? <laughs> Much better than Kevin in that clip yeah. when he realizes his family's gone. But your family's there. They've shown up at your door, and it's awkward sometimes. How do you prepare for that? Or or is it the anticipation almost worse than, than the event itself? Well, you know, honestly, a lot of times, I think you're right. A lot of times we, we, build, we build things up either in a negative way or a positive way that uh, can make it much worse. Like if you're saying, oh, no, I'm dreading this is going to be awful, then, yeah, you're going in with sort of some bad uh, expectations and um, you, you stress yourself out before you show up, making yourself more tired and more depleted than, you know, than you would be so you'd have less, less energy to actually manage some of the friction that might happen. <laughs> but the, the truth is that family friction, and we're talking about family, whether it's like biological family or your chosen family, so just your friends or whoever you hang out with, um, Anytime we're interacting with other humans, there is going to be friction. This is the nature of the beast. And so it, it is important to just, or helpful to recognize that this is normal. There's lots of stuff in everybody's family uh, that is functional and lots of stuff that is dysfunctional. Um, and so when we are okay with accepting other people, understanding that people are different from us and that we're different from them, it makes it a lot easier. So mm-hmm. just, just expect, expect 
uh, you know, accepting them makes our life easier and actually makes the whole experience a lot better for everybody. You say this is normal, and maybe you have the discussion with a, a group of friends, and not everybody shares the dysfunction, though. Well, this is, I guess, would be the beauty of life. I don't know. Um, that there's, there's even variation in dysfunction. There's lots of different places or ways that we can be dysfunctional. But, you know, like, and, and even the dysfunction, honestly, is an opportunity for us to grow. Because, like, a lot of people, a lot of people in the psychology world, for example, <laughs> like myself, um, we, we are in the, the field and we are good at what we do because we've experienced some, you know, tougher times with families of origin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we've grown from it. We've used that for uh, an opportunity to practice patience, to practice acceptance, to practice kindness and uh, really trying to be compassionate. And that helps us to be better people in the world, whether it's our work world or with other friends or whatever, it just helps to mature us. So, uh, you know, other people might not have the same exact or similar. No, I don't have a doctorate on my wall. So how can normal people deal with something like this? Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing you do. You do just give yourself the opportunity to figure out, Hey, listen, what is good about uncle Joe? What is good about, mom and let me look at that good stuff but also look at how i can grow in this situation too because that's the thing you don't need to have a doctorate or the psychology degree or whatever to improve as a person and um you know we can we can all have that opportunity where whoever we are connecting with so we go into christmas dinner we're going to uncle bob's house and i had an issue with uncle bob last year i don't have an uncle bob i'm just using a <laughs> pretend name and i have no issues yeah. with any of my uncles um and, and you're you know you're, you're like what's going to happen you know is, is he going to say something mm. terrible like he did last year um <laughs> do you just avoid it altogether and maybe turn down the invitation or do you go in with a different mindset that you're just going to change the subject or how do you navigate really sticky conversations yeah so that's that's a that's a good one if you have like if if you're the type of like if you have the kind of relationship you have uh, a positive relationship with your family sometimes people actually say hey listen when we get together, can we set some ground rules? Can we say no talking about whatever politics or religion or whatever the hot topics are? But if you can't do that, I, I do think the idea is that, okay, you know what? I kind of know this is Uncle Bob's thing, so I'm just going to let him be who he is. But uh, and, and if I have to push back or say something about it, I'm going to do it in a way that's respectful, but I'm also not going to get lost in it. Because a lot of times that's exactly what happens, right? Right? We take the bait or or whatever it's our pet issue and so we push hard and we go back and then all of a sudden you know people are throwing turkey legs and gravy and you know it's not good so you can you can just let it be and uh, ignore it but i think also it's not a bad thing to remember that you don't have to always stay for every single minute of the interaction you can say oh you know what i gotta go to the bathroom excuse me or you know we're out of ice i'll be right back or just you know i gotta take a break um, i need to go outside for a second whatever it is but you can take a break to actually break that cycle whatever is happening if it's a bad interaction or if you just kind of feel yourself getting hot um you can do that if you have a partner or a friend that's with you you guys can have a little bit of a a signal worked out so that both of you have, uh, you know, you can be the excuse for each other. It's like, oh, hey, honey, you know, can I come? To, can you talk? Come talk to me in the kitchen for a second. I need your help, mm. right? 
and get, you know, that way it's a little less obvious, but uh, you still get a break and don't get sucked into the, the drama. Is it rude to turn down an invitation? Or, or, and how do you do that? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. You know, so it can feel rude to some people to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, the the better, the higher priority is self-preservation and showing up where you actually want to be. Because if you go into, like, I've, I've done this, I've gone to places where uh, I kind of don't want to be there, you know, it's hard for us, but the people around us feel that energy too. I mean, we can fake it for a little bit, but it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's really super fair to the people around you when you don't want to be there. So I think the best way is to say, you know what? Thanks for the invitation. I really appreciate it. I'm, I, I actually have other plans this year, or I can't make it. Or if you do think you need to go, go and stop by, but don't stay long. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can only stay for a little bit. I just want to come and say hi to everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Love you all. Got to go, <laughs> right? Um, because, you know, if we go to places that we don't really want to be, it's just not a good time for anybody. Yeah, it's hard to explain to, say, your mom, who's like, um, you've been coming here for the last 26 years, and suddenly you don't want to come? That, yeah. That, that, that's a tough conversation. Maybe, maybe you might have to get into it with her, or you just sort well, of keep it simple? Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think keeping it simple at the time, like if it's right close to it on the day of or whatever, but... You know, it might be that you need to have a conversation with your mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that might actually facilitate some other stuff uh, to improve in the relationship. You know, mom, I'd love to come, but when I come, this is kind of what happens usually. And it's, this is hard for me, right? And so you can actually start to have a more realistic um, relationship with mom if that's what needs to happen. Sometimes it's just that, you know what, I don't have the energy. I've been working real hard up until Christmas. So I just need some quiet time. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it might not be anything having to do with the relationship or the people that are coming. It might just be that you need some space. Yeah. But I think being real is, is eventually on the, in the larger scale, uh, more uh, positive than just sort of making nice all the time. Yeah. And then you um, you you face some of this dysfunction and then you add booze on top of that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to take a bit of a break, but we're going to talk a little bit about how alcohol can really yeah. turn things uh, sideways. We're back in three minutes. What is a Christmas tree farm where the people would come to dance under sparkling lights bundled up in their mittens and coats and the cider would flow and I just want to be there tonight. and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. We are learning about how to leave dysfunction at the door over the holidays when we are meeting with our family and friends and, you know, arguments could break out or hurt feelings could happen because it's not always the perfect situation like you see in the movies. Dr. Gans Ferentz, registered psychologist, uh, joins us uh, today to talk about that. Um, Dysfunction can be made even worse when alcohol is involved. How do you avoid something like that? Yeah, that's that's a, that's the truth. So one of the things is you know watch yourself, right? Because when we are um, 
overindulging um, or even just indulging sometimes, um, we it's it's easy for us to either not have the the brakes on, so we can say or do things that are uh, not always appropriate. But also, it's easy to misinterpret things. We might not might not always have the greatest judgment uh, in terms of what's coming at us either, right? So that's that's a difficult thing. So you know what can happen is uh, in a positive way is the the folks that are doing this, the folks that are around, the folks that are hosting, you say, okay, well, you know, maybe just slow down a little bit or, you know, run interference so that, uh, you know, if, the, if a talk topic comes up or something, it seems like the tempers are getting hot, mm-hmm. then you can just say, hey, let's chase the subject or let's do this. One of the things that's really helpful, though, is to just engage in activities so it's not people are not just um necessarily just being oh, around I and drinking like that. And, you get what i'm saying yeah because then it gives you something to focus at right so if you're playing a game or you're you know whatever it is it's like okay everybody's focus is over here and not on whatever topics or you know each other or here's uncle uncle bob or whatever yeah he pissed me off last year now i'm gonna get back at him this year you know what i mean um but really engaging in, in things that uh, other people can can uh, join in. It actually builds the connection, mm-hmm. but it also it, it's it's something to rally around, and and that's really what we're after when we get together around the holidays is to have positive experiences with the people we care about. Yeah, that you can cheer on Uncle Bob, you know, <laughs> and instead of fight about uh, about his politics. I love that yeah. idea, and there's some really cool ideas online, sort of like that minute to win it sort of thing, but mm-hmm. Christmas versions. So that yep. is something yep, exactly. I'm taking away. Thank you so much, Doc. <laughs> something I didn't think about, just sort of channeling all of that uh, excitement into something that's that, that's positive. Um, yeah, then you make allies instead of enemies, right? Of course, yeah. It's a team. It's a team yeah, family. Exactly right. Um, is is Christmas a good time to heal wounds? Well, Things that maybe <laughs> happened last Christmas or throughout the year. Is Christmas the time? You know, it, the movies tell us that it is the perfect time. Well, to... sure. <laughs> like it can be. I mean, honestly, I think every every day that we're awake and alive, it's a good day to hit the reset button on relationships. Right? We can always we can always try to make things better. Christmas, there is that sort of in the air that feeling of goodwill towards men and forgiveness and love and all that stuff. Right? So, you know, if everybody's already feeling that way or thinking they should feel that way, it might be a good time to have a conversation. I, I wouldn't necessarily try to have it at the family gathering because it may not go the way you think it will go at that point. But maybe, you know, you could talk to somebody, hey, you know, before we get together at mom's place, we have a talk. Or when we get together, can we go outside and have a chat? You know what I mean? So you kind of set it up because one of the things I, I, I tell my clients is you don't want to, you know, practice, I guess, guerrilla communication, right? Where, you know, okay, they don't know what's coming, but hey, can I talk to you? I need to, like, this is what we need to talk about. Give somebody a little bit of context, a little bit of time and some um, some choice on the matter. Mm-hmm. Hey, Uncle Bob, um, do you mind if we chat for 10 minutes? When would be a good time? Right? I just want to talk to you about what happened last Christmas. I'd love to just kind of put it behind us and move forward, especially before we go to Bob's place this year. You know what I mean? Like just giving giving them the opportunity to to know what's coming and also to have some control that helps to reduce their stress so it's a much better chance of the conversation going well. 
Poor Uncle Bob's. Oh, no. They're listening to this conversation. <laughs> Apologies to anybody named Roberts or Bob. Yeah, <laughs> you're a good guy. We like you. We just we just had to pick a name, and that was the one I picked because I do actually have an Uncle Larry, so I didn't want Uncle Larry to be the focus of this conversation. Thanks, thanks for those tips, Doc. Yeah, thanks for having me. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well, Dr. Gans Ferrance, registered uh, psychologist, helping us out this Christmas season because you know what? It's not always like you see in the movies.